Welcome to Johnny Ross Fractional CMO. Today I'm talking to Matt Wiles from InfoServe. We explore what makes a beautiful website, why it's important to look so good, how important's content. We look at some of the best practices you can implement today to increase conversions on your website from adding reviews to single column forms and search boxes with great looking functional search results pages. Find out what Matt's current winning marketing strategies are with bonuses at the end of the episode. All this and more, enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Johnny Ross Fractional CMO. I have Matt Wiles with me today. How are you, Matt? Hi, Johnny. I'm good, thanks. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Absolute pleasure. We are live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. Uh, and if you are you might be joining us on the podcast, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, so, Matt, you are Operations Director at InfoServe. You've been there for uh, a number of years. Um, today, we're talking about uh, well, we were, we were talking about what makes a beautiful website, but also what makes a uh, a website that's going to really convert and, and really help small business owners. You've got quite a passion uh, on websites. Is it come through frustration of seeing crap websites in the past? You know what? You're absolutely right. It is it is that frustration. And, and over the years of working in, in this industry more than 15, 15 years now, it's, uh, it's that frustration of seeing so many websites out there, um, whether it's just in my local town or Leeds, the city, because I you know, work sort of north of Leeds. It's every week I'm seeing websites where I'm thinking, blimey, you know, I wish I, wish I could just reach out to these business owners and say, hey, you, you need to do this. If you do these one or two small things, it will well i've seen it happen before drastically improved the website uh conversion rates and things like that so more business more leads etc so yeah i think it's driven by frustration and then and then a desire a, a deep desire to want to help and just give that advice if if that makes sense you're the um operations manager at infoserve you've worked with some big brands designed some really beautiful highly converting websites um the we're going to talk today about some of the things you've learned along the way some of the best practices some of the obvious things that business owners should put into place we're going to be talking about uh, design versus content we're going to talk about uh, conversion as well where where does it is what is more important is it does it need to look nice or does it just need to get the message across what what is more important yeah. Um, so we have worked with some big brands and developed um, hundreds and hundreds of websites. Um, and I think over those years, we, we were established in 1999. So we really started in that year building websites as early as that, um, very basic ones, of course. Over those years and over that um, period of time, we've collected a lot of data and we understand what people do. The website you know, visitor behavior kind of if that makes sense you know, what are what are people looking at what are they doing on the website how long do they stay on certain pages and what i've learned and my team have learned is that yeah you're right it's the first thing that kind of makes or breaks that next step is design visual 
how it looks basically and uh i've mentioned this before to you i think johnny it's 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 similar to uh, i used this, this analogy with you once it's similar to maybe a dating app you know you're very quick we're all very quick or we probably were in our day just swiping left and right and things like that you know just how things how people look well it's the same with websites how does it look within those first kind of three seconds um so yeah it's it's visually the first thing you do is make that decision based on how it looks so how do you go about making something look attractive then in terms of um on a website how do you because it's got to you've i assume you've got to be very aware of who your audience is as well you do you do um but the first stumbling block for many business owners and websites the reason why i'm frustrated on a weekly basis is is we as consumers are all using um the big brand websites uh, so for example if you're a furniture company you know you build and deliver furniture then you might be a small to medium-sized business you know fewer than maybe 30 employees but you're up against some of the big brands right because consumers out there are used to seeing websites like well i'm gonna say made.com but i know they've just gone into administration i know it's it's in the news it's in the news today isn't it it is it is it's unbelievable it's a strange one because they've got a, they have well they had a beautiful website it was flawless in design and functionality and i use that one a lot as an example but um you know their service and their offering is something is a completely different um side of the mm. the conversation but something like made.com something like um even something like argos or um, barker and stonehouse and all these kind of brands that we're we're familiar with um and from an e-commerce perspective when you're buying something we used to the flawless experience of Amazon and design and functionality plays a huge part. Those big brands have hired very expensive designers or agencies to create a, a beautiful, flawless website. So what small businesses are up against is they have great products, great service, even a potentially a family run business, but what they're up against is the big brands and their website, you know, their their conversion rates on the website will be affected because consumers are comparing that experience between the made.com and the small furniture company. So that's where design plays a part. Now how your question, you know, how does how does a brand get a beautiful website, get a get a website that's that's up there with the biggest brands? Well, you've you've got to find obviously a good designer and um and there are some things you can do yourself, which we're going to go through in, in a moment. There's things you can do to improve conversion rates on your website. So if someone lands on your website, there's certain things you need to have on your homepage, on your other pages that get that conversion into an inquiry. Um, but essentially, you will need to seek out and find a good designer. And of course, that means talking to agencies, having a look at the portfolio, um, it, it, there's no real good answer to that, Johnny, if I'm honest. It's, it's all about finding a good designer if you really want to go to that next level. Um, but fortunately, there are some things you can do yourself on your website, um, which I'll talk talk about in a moment. But uh, so, 
so so we it's uh, it's important we mention uh, to anyone uh, listening or watching right now we've talked uh, about e-commerce so we've talked about consumers but of course all of these best practices apply across every single website whether it be uh, a b2b environment uh, uh, you know uh, a saas product uh, for for a, a large enterprise it's still we are all people we all use websites to shop and so we have that sort of understanding of how a website works. And when, when we come to a B2B website, we sort of expect the same experience in a way. And so so whilst we're using some of this e-commerce language and, 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 and shopping language and consumer language, it applies across the broad board. And if anything, I what I've learned is that businesses learn from retail what something something's done in retail and then 10 years later businesses think oh that's a good idea we should do that and and so it's sort of it, it you, <laughs> you, you, you sort of need to follow uh, retail anyway so um so so is it about the it so what i'm hearing you saying matt is it's not just about the sort of wow and beauty but it's also about the the functional side as well and the button being in the right place for example is that what i'm hearing you're absolutely right yes yeah um design is accounts for a lot of that first impression um according to google i mean we work quite closely with google, google said 94 percent of first impressions are, are design related so those first few seconds are critical how your website looks super important but what we see as, you, as you've mentioned there, it's, functionality plays a huge part. Um, certain things you can make sure you have in your menu, on your page. Um, and you alluded to, yeah, some of the sort of e-commerce bigger brands there. So, for example, what you'll see on Amazon or some of those big brand websites is a simple search icon. So an icon at the top of the page, um, always there as well, not hidden behind the menu, always at the top of your page especially on mobile so if you're on mobile it's essential to have that kind of search functionality where you click on it and you can immediately just type in what you're looking for and you'll see all the big brands with that kind of design philosophy um by doing something like that by having a search icon that you can just type something in find what you're looking for but it, the conversion rates what we've seen for um, website behavior and visitor behavior those conversion rates uh, increase significantly just by having something like that at the top of the page especially on mobile like i say um, because people are very impatient you know we see a lot of flicking around back to google onto another website you know it's just instant decision making by consumers these days so you've got to make it really easy and um, if you have a large website with a lot of information or lots of products it doesn't have to be e-commerce just a lot of information <laughs> so for example we did one for a solicitor they've got tons of barristers and we put a search functionality at the top of the page so that you know someone could quickly go and find the barrister that they're looking for um, but by doing that it creates a frictionless experience so that's what you're looking for is that frictionless experience and of course there's there's other things that you can do on the, on the website other elements you can put in um well, which i can go through i like the uh, phrase frictionless experience i like that uh and i think uh it's a it's a very good point you've made there that we uh expect things quickly we want to be able to find things quickly we're very used to search boxes for the likes of Google, for example, uh, Amazon, for example, we're very used to the search box. Um, but it's surprising how 
certainly uh, from a, a B2B point of view, how certainly so many websites don't have a search box. And, and if mm. they do have a search box, it, how terrible the results are. <laughs> and, and actually, you know, what you're making me think about here is the styling of the search results page. I mm. mean, there's such an opportunity there. And and yeah. it's 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 often a page that's never even looked at uh, until yeah. six months after launch, and you know mm. someone says, oh, that, that, you know, is, that, is right. that a fair point as well? Yeah, yeah, totally, completely fair point. You're absolutely um, right, and we see that so often, and that's why the brief is so important. If uh, if um, we were to speak to a client who wanted a new website, we we would want to go through some of the things, the needs, the requirements, um, how many, you know, how many products or how much information, how many pages do they need on the website? Because we then need to decide whether they need this search functionality. And then how are we going to style that page? As you said, something as simple as you've typed something into the search um, box and what does that page look like? It needs to be very clean and on mobile, it needs to be really easy to read, but very easy to press with your thumb <laughs> it sounds yeah. really basic but you need a lot of spacing around these elements so that search icon itself um you've probably seen it you said like trying to click on those things on a mobile can sometimes be frustrating frustrating and you can accidentally click other buttons um and so that's why you need to give these elements breathing space on on mobile so that you can click it with our big uh big thumbs and uh, and, and that's something that's often overlooked as well so just it's it, as a business owner, it's important to kind of take that step back um, and review your website now and again. Just have a look at it from a consumer's point of view, and just are these things easy to click on mobile? What does that page look like when it loads up? Is it easy to scroll and click? Is there any friction? And that's what you're looking out for is friction because friction makes people leave websites. You said right at the beginning that you've only got a matter of seconds to keep mm -hmm. someone uh, and to to keep their interest to pique their interest um what which you know nicely brings us into conversion so mm -hmm. you've got someone on a page what are some of the simple best practices some of the simple things that we as website owners uh, should ensure that we have implemented yeah, great, great question. And this this is really useful for business owners. Um, and for those business owners who can who have access to their own website, they, these there are some simple things that they can do on their own website that doesn't take um an expensive designer or developer to implement. Um and there's also things that they can start to think about. So messaging is what I went is what I would start with first of all. Um content is is key. Um, we'll talk about some of the elements you can add further down the page, but at the top of your homepage, it's really important to have a very um, striking headline, an engaging headline, but a headline that tells people why should I use you as a business? Um, again, if you look at some of the bigger brands, um, I think Magnet, or the kitchen company Magnet, do really a great job with their what we call the headline um the hero section at the top of the at the top of the home page so you've got the menu at the top and then you've got this beautiful image with a kind of headline text over overlaid on that image and we would use that space to just sell 
kind of who you are, what you offer and why someone should choose you as a business. So it's all about maybe thinking creatively. I see a lot of business websites out there, especially on the smaller side. So the small businesses, local local businesses, they often use this space to, to kind of say accountants in Leeds, um, plumbers in Durham, you know, the kind of basic, um, this is what we do. And that, that's that's fine for SEO. That is good for, for search engine optimization. But if you really want to kind of elevate your brand and capture um, someone that's landed on your website and, and get their engagement, then it's a case of just thinking outside the box. What are the benefits of your offering? What What is, what is, what is the well how does your service fix the problem that a typical consumer has so for example i don't know johnny if you're a um if you're a kind of physiotherapist a physiotherapist will do i was wondering where you were going to go what 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 job you were going to give me (laughs) yeah it's it's always i'm just plugging this out in air i'm up for being a physiotherapist let's go for it let's go for it and if i've got back pain and i land on your website and i and i see the headline physiotherapist in in Huddersfield for example um great that's fine but everyone everyone talks like all the physiotherapists have that kind of what I would be saying to you to do um as a digital marketer advising you to to use that space to kind of um highlight the benefit of someone using of me using your service so I don't know off the top of my head and I genuinely haven't prepared this but it could start with um, uh, live your life free again, or or, or comfortably again, or or um, get get more confidence um, with um, our uh, professional back pain service. You know, something that kind of really alludes to the the, the result of what your service offers. So you're going to help me. You're going to um, help me my back, and at the end of that, hopefully, I'll have less pain. And so, what's the what's the result of that? Well, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to be more comfortable. So start with that. Start with that benefit. If this makes sense, <laughs> this is really off the top of my head here. But no, it, you know, no, if that makes yeah, it, it makes absolute perfect sense. And it's about giving a, the solution and and giving the sort of the the vision of what could happen, the difference you could make, um, and really drilling into that pain point and really understanding the audience so that you know deep down what the problem is so that you can offer that solution and 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 get across that pain. Yeah, and, and the big brands do it really well. And they hire and spend a lot on marketing um, people to do these kind of creative sessions, sitting around a table, they're trying to come up with that kind of tagline. It might just be a one-liner. And um, you'll see it all across the big brand websites, um, some of, some of you know, clothing to to accommodation, et cetera. And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take that much to come up with something unique um, that fits your brand. And it's what we would call a brand message, or tagline, strapline. But as a business owner, try to think of that brand message. Think about the benefits and how your service uh, fixes the problem, the typical problems that people have. Why would they come to you? Um, and if failing that, if you can't think of anything creative, that's okay. Just maybe start to think about your unique selling points. And that kind of leads me into the next point is that underneath that that homepage hero, the, the headline at the top, what I see quite a lot is is tons of content on websites. There's loads and loads of content all blocked together, and it's kind of a little bit difficult to read. People don't tend to read websites and lots of content anymore. So what I'd advise to do is pick out three or four value propositions. What makes you unique um, in, in, in your sector? And highlight those 
pretty pretty much near the top of, of the homepage, just underneath that hero section. So one, two, three, four bullet points will do. Just very simple messages, established 1999, uh, Google partner, um, in-house team, and personal support, for example. That's that's what I would say for, for our company, InfoServe. So something like that. Um, and that what that does is it just helps the, 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 the visitor understand that kind of differentiator. Like why would I choose you over over the competition? You're listening, watching the Johnny Ross Fractional CMO Show. Today, we've got Matt Wiles, just to remind you, from InfoServe. You've been with InfoServe a, a number of years now, learned a lot. We're talking about what makes a beautiful website, what makes a website that converts. You're sharing lots of best practices with us. Uh, we've talked about the uh, headline, making sure that we're covering uh, it being a pain point. We're then talking about you know less is more, uh, mm. making something look really good, but also having the buttons in the right place. Um, so you know, thanks again for for joining me today. One of the things I'm going to uh, ask you, just to sort of get you thinking uh, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you uh, what your current uh, sort of it could be scrappy, it could be uh, something that you're highly invested in, but what's your current go-to marketing strategy that you're trying? Something new that you're trying, or something that's that's really working i'd love to hear uh, uh what you're what you what you're thinking there at the moment but sticking with where we were we've talked about the the content what are the some of the other best practices that we could apply on the website that's going to increase that conversion rate definitely yeah there's there's two or three um others and again this is this is something that a business owner could could add in or ask their web developer to do pretty easy the, these things are pretty easy to do so one of the other things that really boost conversion rates um, and we've tested this so many times we've had websites that don't have these elements versus websites that do have these elements and it's black and white how how much better this um, improves conversion rates so reviews testimonials every every website should have their reviews and testimonials at least on the home page or on the main service page so that page where people are making those decisions as to whether they want to pick up the phone or get in touch with you so reviews and testimonials are super important because what it does is it gives that kind of social proof people are landing on websites and apart from just how it looks and how easy it is to use they want to know that others have used you they want to know that other people have used your services and have, have had a good experience and so reviews play that big part in improving those conversion rate conversion rates so just a simple section um three or four reviews if you can that would really boost those conversions and then also if you have any accreditations so this is kind of more kind of proofing as to who you are and your and, and how credible you are if you have any accreditation so if you're an accountant for example you might be fsa regulated or if you're a plumber you know check a trade and things like this there's various things that um, businesses can can hold badges get them on there another nice little neat section just with a few badges maybe some awards if you've if you've got any but accreditations and awards make a big difference to conversion rates i don't know if you've seen that yourself johnny but we've we, we've analyzed this like i say this behavior and it's incredible people s scroll down websites and by the way you can watch people on your own website by installing Hotjar or Crazy Egg. And what it does is we do it on our website and we watch how people behave and we see them looking at the reviews. They then stop at the accreditations. It's almost like they're looking at just checking as to who you are and are you credible? And then it's the phone call. They make that conversion. They pick up the phone or get in touch. I see that a lot. I don't know if you've had that experience with websites. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when anyone when anyone is ever buying anything, there's I think there's three things that come into play. There's the finance, the cost of it. There's the product itself, the service, the product, the 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 the, uh, the offering. But then trust, trust comes into it, and you know, ultimately, people buy from people, and people buy from people they like. And and one of the ways to to get people to like you is by building trust, uh, and 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 by getting people to like you. That it, it works both ways. And so that that reviews and testimonials piece and the accreditations piece is without it, you're sort of losing a third of getting someone across the line because yeah. people buy from people they like or trust. Uh, and so, I, yeah, absolutely, uh, really critical, really important. Um, and, uh, you know, so many people, you know, might think, well, you know, they don't read the reviews or, you know, um, who believes reviews. The fact it, it, it's about just having two or three, or you said three or four, you don't need hundreds um, it, it, it's just about just showing from a social way that some, like you've said already, someone else has used my service or bought this product and, and here's what they've said. And whether, you know, it, it has to be authentic, but whether someone sees it as, as real or not is irrelevant because unconsciously it builds trust. You're right, unconsciously, and 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 yeah, uh, I've seen fake reviews, Johnny, on on the, even on websites, which is incredible. I'd, I'd never recommend doing that, but but it, it, the 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 fundamental reason is it, it will build subconscious trust and credibility, yeah. and even just having that review section just does does wonders. So definitely recommend doing that. Um, but as we scroll down that website, it's again really important to be able to make it easy to get in touch and. We've tested a, a lot of different types of contact forms. And what we found with those kind of contact forms you see on websites is we would recommend a single column contact form. What I mean by that is if you have a look at a website, some, some of them have kind of two columns next to each other, name, surname, phone number, email. So, you know, everything's kind of side by side. I'd recommend having it all just vertically, name, and then phone number, and then email. So underneath each other, one single column. Bizarrely and interestingly, you know, obviously we, we like data in first serve, but it, it, it improves conversion rates. And, and it's as simple as just that one comp single column is boosting those conversion rates by a, a significant amount again. And I think it's because it's just easier to read. It, it's just that kind of going downwards rather than having to go across and then down. Um, and then another thing to look out for on contact forms is the number of fields. If you can minimize the number of fields, that will also increase the number of leads and conversions you get. So I'd recommend if you can two or three fields. So just name, email address, message. If you have to ask for the phone number, obviously you need to put the phone number in, but if you can get away with taking that phone number out and not asking for phone number, that will improve conversion rates. Because as soon as people see that they have to give their phone number, they're, they're starting to that trust factor starts to kind of um, to, to, to reduce really. I don't know why it is, and we haven't got the, the information. I don't know why that is. That if you have a phone number field in there, people just get put off by that. But it is something we're seeing. And so if you if you can get away with remo removing a phone number box, do so. So name, email, and message field, and keep less is more. The fewer the fields, the more conversions and, and, and inquiries that we see. So a, a nice simple contact form. Um, change that will, so, you know, really overnight increase conversion rates, and um, 
and and with that contact form, just make it simple, a clear call to action, get in touch, send message, get a free quote. That's it. No, don't go overboard with the, with the message. Don't put too much in there, not too much content. Um, and that should help those conversion rates. I love it. Uh, yeah, it makes lots of sense. Um, go to marketing strategies. There's something you're trying at the moment. Is there something that's uh, that that that's working across different clients that you're focusing on? That that's that that whether it be something you're testing and trying, or whether it be something that you're seeing really good results on. Anything in particular, Matt? Yeah, do you, I do you mind if I give two answers? Very very brief. Um, so course. so there's two th- two things that are working equally as strong, and it's um. Instagram reels, first of all, Instagram reels are working wonders for our kind of Facebook ads clients and Instagram um, marketing campaigns. And the reason why is that Instagram are going into direct competition with TikTok. So their algorithm is really heavily leaning towards reels. So for those um, clients that we work with that are using reels and we're helping them with that, creating video, et cetera, and video content, they're getting way more engagement than those clients that aren't embracing reels and i know it's sometimes a bit awkward um for a business owner to want to do a video to get on video but it can be really basic for example i was telling a client this week um he's a doctor he does skincare aesthetics treatments and i said um you need to start using these reels because you're you're all over instagram you're putting lots of photos up it's brilliant um, but get on, get on video because people buy into people. And he was, I can't do. He was like Matt, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I, it, 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 he said, "Quote, it's it's cringeworthy." I, I don't. I, and this is a this is an experienced doctor in um, Harley Street, London. And um, so I gave him an idea. I said, "Okay, what about if we use? We're creating a blog for you. We're writing one article a month on your blog. What about if you just do a video talking about a blog each month? So, for example, one blog this month was." how do I treat dry skin? And, um, and there's a couple of headlines in that blog. And I told the client, just read the, you know, read what well, you already know how to treat dry skin. So why don't you just tell people how to treat dry skin and just be natural. And he did it. And he said, actually, that was easier than I thought. And the reason why it was easier than I thought, because I was talking about something I know, it just came off naturally. It's a bit like me talking about websites. And he hadn't kind of considered that idea before. He thought he had to do some quirky things, TikTok crazy style videos. I said, no, just <laughs> just keep it. Just talk about what you know and just re, you know, literally use the blog. And even at the end of the video, say, hey, if you want to read about this, check out my latest blog one from august or whatever it was and did it so that worked really well um and i was going to say but I've, I've spent a bit longer on that kind of point but i was going to say if you are using google ads is completely different if you're using google ads we've been testing what's called performance max so google ads oh, launched yes. this new product called perform yeah, yeah and- and it's working really well. It only works for those businesses that have a kind of higher average value order. So if you're maybe a florist or someone that's selling kind of lower um, price products, it might not work as well for you. But if you're, I don't know, for example, selling furniture, like I said before, high value products or um, things like that, then Performance Max, check it out. It's, it's, it's working wonders for us when it comes to Google Ads. But those are the two top tips at the moment. Yeah, I I can relate to both of those really really good examples uh, of of uh, really good strategies. Uh, Matt, this has been fabulous. Um, if people are looking to connect with you, um, your company is infoserve.com, Is that right? That's right, infoserve.com. Head over there, check out our website, drop a contact form, for, um, send to us, and I'll probably see it along the way. So if you just 
um, send a message, we'll 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 get in touch. Or LinkedIn would be um, so you can find me on LinkedIn, Matt Wiles, um, and you should see me on there. Come up under InfoSurf. So yeah, thanks, Johnny. Excellent. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining Johnny Ross Fractional CMO today. Uh, it's been great that you've been here. Thanks for Matt for joining us. Uh, please do like, follow, share, connect, speak to us. Uh, you're very welcome. And uh, feel free to leave a review as well. Um, we will see you all soon. Matt, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, and I will see you soon. Take care. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye.